Welcome to Panfish Nation. Along with Mark, I'm Lyle, and tonight, Mark, we got Bob coming in from Fish and Finds. It's going to be a great show, but before we get started, I tried to watch your brothers tonight. I swear yeah. I really did. I tried to watch them and Dockery. Dockery. I went Dockery. I went Look what I got, Dockery. You <laughs> thought you sent them to Cindy? I got them. I don't even know if he's in chat yet, but I put this on just for him today. Halfway he, through the show, I'm like, oh, he. I need to go where I need to go find thinks my shirt. He's so funny. Me. He think I wouldn't eat them things. They were quickly confiscated. That was right. They're all in my room. I got every one of them. Cindy ain't getting none of them, Dockery. You know, Cindy's in chat. Be careful what you say. <laughs> oh, yeah. <for> that. <laughs> <laughs> My man, them guys that got it going on over, I never laugh so hard. They're, they're doing a wonderful job in there. I didn't think it was all that funny, to be honest with you. Some of that stuff was kind of mean. You know, that Chad, he just goes way out of his way to be a bully. I think he thrives on it. I think it fills some childhood gap that was left in his cold black heart. <laughs> Oh man, we did yeah, have we a did. lot of fun. You'll have to come up next year, Mark. Yeah, I, I promise you a good time. Heck yeah. It, it, it'll be a blast. Welcome, everybody. Let's run through some of the people that's in chat. Mark, what do you say? I can do that. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right. We got a couple crosses fishing, avid fisherman. Miss Cindy Stokes. What's up, mom? Country boy catfishing. Fins and fire. Hey, Fins, you're in chat. What's going on? Chat, yeah. How are you? <laughs> Uh, I do that every week. Uh, fishing with Michelob. You got to like that name. That's, a new that's my cousin. Oh, that's your cousin? I like that. Cousin. I used to drink a lot of Michelob back in the day. Fishing <laughs> with the Chad. Fishing and cooking with Mike Chavez. Fish Smack. Fish Smack's going to be on our show, isn't he, Lyle? I think so. I think so. Next week, Thursday. Yeah. Come back and check out Trey on our show. We're looking forward to having him. That's going to be fun. It is. Georgia Fisherman. Uh, getting hooked with D. Uh, I bet you Betty's there too. Oh, there she is. A couple crosses fishing. What's up, Betty? Can't forget. Oh, I want to say hello to Katie too because you know she's walked, she's watching in the background. I don't want to miss her uh, because she's the nice dockery. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Georgia fisherman, uh, hooks and hammocks. What's going on, Chris? Chris got a new boat, Lyle. Chris he got a new boat. He got a new boat, like a 17 foot Ranger, I believe. Well, now. That's I'm nice, little, ain't it? I'm a little shocked being a uh, a kayak guy like he was, but um, hey, just so everybody knows, Chris and tell he will be on Catfish Weekly Monday night. Absolutely. Maybe you can corner him on that, get him some questions about what the boat's like. I will. There's that James Dockery fishing. Joe Buck sixty six. Gabby's dad is in chat. <laughs> Laura the Explorer. Mike Irvin, what's going on, Mike? Mo Creek fishing. Uh, I saw a couple things in a, a Chad show that Mo had said that somebody repeated a couple times. Yes, uh, Mr. Gadget fishing. <laughs> Becca Mud Tramp 0715. What's going on, Becca? I wonder if that's her birthday. Maybe her birthday is coming up in July. It may be. I'm thinking it might be. We'll have to make sure we remember. Yeah. Uh, Opinion Nation USA. That's a new one. Outside with the haze. Another one of my cousins. Okay. Outside Ooh, with the haze. They're here to support me. Papa Ed. <laughs> well, this is not the bait shop. We're going to be nice to you. Don't worry about it, Bob. Yeah, that's You'll right. You'll be back up in chat. We're, we'll got you covered. So. <laughs> 
Patriot Catfishers of America. Great show on James's show last night. Absolutely. Philip Williams, Ryan Boris, blue collar fishing. It must be raining because if Ryan's out not out fishing after work, it's got to be pouring or something. I'd say it or is. Kayak sprung a leak. Who knows? The Bullock experience. What's up, Kelly? And Mr. Tim Molina, the great Tim Molina. What's up, everybody? Stands in here too. If I missed you, if I missed anybody, we'll try and get them back when uh, when we come across you in chat. Two stands, Laura. Well, we're glad to have all of you in here. And Bob, welcome to Panfish Nation. Well, appreciate you having me on here. Oh, uh, dude, you know, we visited online for a long time before we finally met. And where is it we met? Wasn't even close to around here. Nope. Catfish <laughs> Conference two years ago. <laughs> That's exactly right. We yep. never met up until we was plumbed down in Kentucky. And um, but we've had some great conversations over the mm -hmm. years and Man, you've been killing the fish. You've been really been knocking them out. Them yeah. crappie you caught. Good year so far. Yeah, it has been. So uh, we're pleased that you're having a great yeah. year. Thought maybe you could come on and tell us the story and how you get on some of them fish. Well, I mean, as far as the crappie go, me and my buddy Ray, who lives over in El Dorado Springs in north of me a little bit, he's uh, fished those rivers all his life. And so we were fishing the Sac River. For the crappie and um like i said just you put a guy who knows what's going on there and um he'll, he'll put us on the fish yeah now and, you, you know you, it depends on what the water is doing we're just always looking for those current things like i said the video i made that you, you know y'all saw i try to point that out of there and um we would just go up and down and you find one good seam and those fish would be just stacked up in there how close to uh to truman lake was you actually at um, we were probably about 20 miles west of Truman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that area where the sack comes into Truman, where it comes into the Osage River. Yeah. That, yeah. that area in there is really good. Yeah. Because we, it gets a little skinny going, going west from that boat ramp mm -hmm. that is west of where the confluence is. Right. Uh, you get up in there very far with a big boat, it gets a little, gets a little skinny. I've took my pontoon boat up there before. Way up in there, really? Yeah. Was the water up or at normal levels, or I don't know about that time. Oh, okay. I mean, just what kind of what kind well, of traffic? I, did, I went up there. When I was in the Sea Arc at that time. I did take my pontoon once, but we launched at Osceola right there and kind of fished in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I did up. That's not a regular pontoon boat, though, is it, Bob? No, it's a it's a it's twenty six foot angler. Yeah, it's set up for fishing pretty good. Center council, big in-dash yeah. sonar, the whole deal. I saw pictures of that. I yeah. For the first time, yeah. I saw a pontoon boat that I was kind of envious of a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a big pontoon guy, but I could deal with that one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was, you know, of course, I had the Sea Arc Pro Cat 240, which everybody knows is a wonderful boat. But, you know, I got this one picture of my wife. She went with me one time, and she got this little – Fold up a little beach chair, try to put in that sea arc, and she just looks so uncomfortable. And she didn't want to go fish with me much. And I said, you know, if you want to go with me where I can make it happen. Sold that and bought the pontoon boat, nice big couches on it. Now she loves to go out with me. Hey, if that's what it takes to make her go, then yeah. so be it. You know now, what they say, if mama ain't happy, that's right. nobody happy. Bob, the thing is, I'm happy too because I love that pontoon boat. I mean, it it is a way to, you know, awesome way to fish. How much water does it take to float that boat? 
three foot. It doesn't take much at all. I mean, I can, I've taken a pretty skinny water before. I've taken it through all the trees. I've, I treat it like it's a bass boat. I mean, I'll take it through all kinds of stuff. I just stand on the front deck. I've got the trolling motor, and I've got a you know 112 pound thrust Altera with a remote control, and I'll just I'll go through anything. Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. I gotta address something here. Sure. Laura asked why uh, the new background isn't up in the usual background. Well, uh, let me explain that. I had the one up on there before, and it was on every show we done, whether it was Panfish Nation or Catfish Weekly or whatever it was, and I couldn't get it off. And I got it off. Don't know how I got it off. Now I can't put it back on. And that's why it's like it is, Laura. So just so you know, I got to do some some studying and figure out what I've done to get it off and how to take ones on and off back in there so uh, I don't leave it on all the time. Um, I usually get along fairly well with the computer. I can't get along hardly at all with a phone. But uh, I this has got me buffaloed, and, and it's something very simple that I'm overlooking, but i got to get it fixed. But that's the reason. So uh, you're going to have to deal with it for a day or two because um, I am not a computer genius. I'm just an old guy that likes just, to play around with them. I'm just a phone call away, Lyle. You know that. I understand. <laughs> you just don't want the grief I'd give you when you called me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than the grief I get from your brother, Dockery. Well, Lyle, I'm not great with computers, but if you ever want me to come up and help you out, let me know. Okay. You're, you're only 40 miles away. It's not, it is the truth, now. man. You know, like I, all these years, Bob, I, I am, we've talked about going fishing quite a bit. Yeah. We're going to make it happen this year. We never have. And I'm surprised. But, uh, well, you, you've been told to come down. All you got to do is show up. Yeah. All right. You let me know when I'll be there. Well, that's well, what Mark, you Mark get. Mark will get on those stripers. I do. I want to get on yeah. a striper. And the I'm wipers I used to catch in Indiana were a heck of a lot smaller than the ones I want to catch. So I'm looking yeah, forward to getting that. Um, they got some stripers in Lake Ozark, Truman, both, I think. They're considered yeah. panfish, aren't they, Lyle? They're all considered well, panfish. Well, they've, they've got the, the hybrids, the wipers. No, the no wipers. true stripers, though. I don't have any lakes in Missouri that are true stripers, except for the ones that come up through Bull Shoals. And yeah, that'd be you know. Yeah, they got know, some big ones down yeah. there. I know Table Rock's got a few that get through the you know Beaver Dam and stuff, but they're not stocked by Missouri Department of Conservation. I don't understand the, that. The only really. one that uh, Watts Bar has true stripers, correct? I'm not mistaken there. I believe I a couple so. other places in Tennessee and then further out east. There, everything yeah. else I think is wipers. I think you're right. Right. You know, uh, there's people out here that call white bass striped bass. Uh, I, the, the names kind of change, but the well, the when I, when I was fish up, me and my dad fished up in Pentonwell in you know central Wisconsin. That's where we went every year when I was a kid. Okay, and they had a lot of white bass there. And we always called them stripers. To me, any mm -hmm. fish that was you know silver white with little stripes was a striper to me. Yeah, I was supposed to go out to Pentonwell this year, do a little ice fishing. It just never mm -hmm. happened because other yeah. things got in the way. But I was kind of looking forward to doing that. That's a great. I mean, ever since until we moved to Texas when I was, I think, in fourth grade. But from before that, since I was probably one or two years old, that's when I started fishing, and that was that. That was that lake we went to every year. Here's a great comment in chat, fellas. Fishing with Michelob, fins and finds. We need to take Lyle and Mark out metal detecting sometimes. Make it fishing detecting weekend would be a blast. Heck yeah. I'm in I'm on that. 
Yeah, I'm okay. in on that. I, I've sat in, and I don't know uh, uh, who this fishing with Piccolo is, but I think I told you once before, I watched a marathon one weekend of your videos about uh, uh, metal detecting mm -hmm. and that nephew of yours. Yeah. And, man, some of the stuff that comes up out of the ground is unbelievable. I, I, that's a hobby that I'm afraid that if I got into yeah. – I would be like I am with fishing. I'd be head over heels in it, and I don't need no more expensive hobbies. But it looks like a lot of fun. It is. Uh, and, and um, man, some of the stuff that was found when you guys was down south down there mm -hmm. was simply amazing. Well, that fish with Miglo, that's my cousin Mike. And a lot of my Melee Tech and fishing videos, you see him in. I see. Uh, you know, we've been doing that together since, <laughs> I mean, fishing all our lives. And then been melee since the mid eighties together. We've That's had cool. a lot of great adventures. And I mean, I wish I got even 10% of, you know, what we did on video. that had been awesome. You know, it, it's incredible what you can pull out of the ground and it's incredible about where you find it and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like metal detecting videos in the middle of fields and they're pulling up like, you know, um, mm -hmm. Civil War artifacts and stuff all the time. And That's it's it. just, That's you don't realize hobby. what, you don't realize what's under your feet. You know, and the, the funny thing is, is, you know, a lot of people call it dirt fishing. That's what they call it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just going to compare it to fishing because it's like you don't yeah. know what's under the water. You don't know what's, you know, below the surface of the earth either. So I was. The other guy fished with here, Ray, that's in the crappie videos on when I caught my big catfish, you know, a few weeks ago. That's how I met him. It's through melee tecton. That's what he, you know, we do that together a bunch. We've been melee-tecting for a decade together, and we find out he likes fishing, and I like fishing, so we started fishing together a bunch. It's just, you know, a lot of a lot of crossover in the hobbies. A lot of people I melee-tecked with love to fish and vice versa, and, you know, that's why I kind of did the channel that way because that's one of my two main hobbies. And, of course, you hear people say, you know, to do it right, you need to split them up, have two channels and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to mess with two channels. That's hard enough doing one, but, you know, that's – that, that's me. It's fins and fines. If you see me do anything outside of work, that's you know not with the family. It's gonna be one of those two things. Well, I think a lot of people have different reasons for having their channels, and yeah. every you know, and and it is what it is. I I I kind of have my reason. You have yours. Other people have it for for their reasons. So yeah. who's to say anybody should? Right. Do well, that? I, well, my first channel was actually just Melitech, and I started back in <laughs> 2010. The reason I did that is because my dad's health. I mean, you know, he got me into Melitech and. And his cell was getting so bad he couldn't detect anymore. So I'd go on a good trip with, you know, Mick Lobe or Ray, and I'd call him up, say, this is what I found and stuff. And I decided, hey, I started some videotaping this. So he could kind of relive those hunts with me. And so, you know, I did that for several years. And then he passed away, and I just didn't have the heart to keep making videos and let that go. And then just, you know, decided, you know, a couple of years ago that I'd like to have just – basically a video archive of my adventures and so you know fins and finds was born and whether it's fishing or detecting i'm making videos and i just love going back and watching those like that you know my personal blue catfish from two weeks ago i'm looking forward to watching that 10 years from now because i know i'll enjoy it just as much absolutely where did you did tell everybody where you caught that fish at bob that was on the osage river on the osage uh, we launched at Taborville. It was between Taborville and Caplinger Mill, just that stretch of river right there. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure you know where that is, Lyle. I do. Yeah. I do. You ever fish up the Roscoe area? Mm, not, 
Well, is that I, – I don't know. That's west we've of Shell City. We've done a lot by Shell City. You know, that well, area. it ain't that far west. Okay. Yeah. It's not that far west. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I haven't been over there uh, since I used to duck hunt years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, Roscoe is a, another area I duck hunted. But it's got some really good fishing. Yeah. Um, between there and it's eight miles from uh, Osceola by okay. the road. Yeah. But it's further than that as the river ones. There's great yeah. places to fish. Up up that area, if we're going catfish, it's usually the Osage River. And if we want to go, you know, just tear up the crappie, catch white bass and stuff like that, we usually fish the Sac River. Mm-hmm. Good. And then we talked about hopefully sometime pretty soon, um, probably going to go. Tr- just launch the pontoon on Stockton and, you know, maybe just fish all night there while yep. I catch the crappie. I'm just, you know, I, I'm a fisherman. I don't care what I catch. Yeah. I it's have this much fun going out there to Fellows Lake with a ultralight rod and a little jig and catching bluegill all day long. Is there an abundance of those? Cindy and I have talked about doing some video work down there, um, but I'm not sure how good the fishing is on, on uh, say, Stockton and McDaniels and stuff like that. I've never been on Stockton. I've never fished McDaniels. I, I did mean Oh, Stockton. you're talking about Fellows? Yeah, Fellows. Fellows, yeah. Yeah. Fellows is just it's a, just a pretty lake. And usually if I go there, it's because um, me and my wife like to kayak fish there. Mm-hmm. I still think you should go with us one time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've caught you know a bunch of crappie out of fellows. We've caught you know catfish. We got a nice channel catfish population there. Uh, fishing with Michelob, he was with me not that long ago when we we're fishing there, and he caught a real nice walleye there. Well, everybody knows I love my channel cat. So yeah. So I'm, my my plan is you know through the summer I'll probably spend a lot of time there and. Um, you know, probably more likely, you know, chase, you know, channel caster because it's fun and try to do a lot more live shows from that also. Oh, they're, uh, they're uh, res- motor restrictions on all those lakes in there. Yeah, it's 40 horsepower maximum. So, and then, you know, if you have a bigger boat with a bigger motor, they won't even let you launch it on there. Yeah. I've got the Old Town Autopilot 136. So I can get around that lake really good with that trolling motor. Yeah. My first kayak I had was a Jackson Big Rig, and man, that thing was hard to paddle. Any I paddle. had one of those. Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a great kayak. But then, because uh, I want to start kayak fishing, so I bought that, and then just felt like every time I'm trying to, I spent so much time paddling trying to, you know, keep control of the boat. I get a cast in about halfway the cast in, the boat's turning, and I said, this is not that fun. So I went by a Hobie Pro 14. <laughs> And I was able to get around pretty good with the pro angler, you know, but then trying to even the 700 acre lake, which the fellows is, you know, trying to get to the far end. By right. the time you get there, you know, pedaling, you're worn out. And those pedal kayaks, they just don't look comfortable with me having your feet net up like above your your hips position. For some reason, yeah. I'm thinking all the all the blood would get pumped out of my legs, and I'd be. Well, having the Hobie's not that bad, They're, you know. Some of the ones that have more of the bicycle motion. Uh huh. You know those those look uncomfortable. The the Hobie's just got the back and forth, back and forth. It's lower, and so I think of all those, I like the best. But when Old Town came out with that autopilot, you know, with the motor on it and spot lock, I was like, yeah. Now you're talking about a kayak. And the first time I launched it, so you know, I fished part of the fellows like that. Normally, don't go because it's just you know far. 
and you put the heading sensor going towards it and it just goes while I drive there i'm tying rigs to doing this and it's just i mean just a game changer when it you know comes to fishing in the kayak and then you know plan and also do some trolling because they do got musky in that lake it's uh, not like stocking musky so i you know i'll plan to do some trolling for musky there and there's a chance they say that a state record musky could come out of that lake that would be cool yeah you know, I would end up doing a heck of a lot of trolling if I had a kayak with a trolling motor. I definitely would. I'd be I'd be out on a big lake on the calm days and stuff, trolling for cohos and stuff. I know a lot of guys who do yeah. that. Yeah, it'd be great. But then you know, I put a Lawrence HDS7 live on the kayak. It's got mm -hmm. that active imaging, whatever they call it. And the first time I used that, I just couldn't believe it. I was going through these coves, and all of a sudden it would just light up with those colors. <clears throat> and I just drop a little jig down, and I mean just so many you go. it was just crappie after crappie I, I do have to admit there is definitely something about you know being so quiet and out there by yourself and, and actually yeah. getting on the fish it's a pretty cool thing yeah especially when it's a big fish get on like a big blue or something in that kayak it's a good mm -hmm. time yeah and i've i've hooked up to a couple of flathead in mine and it was it, it's it's pretty cool thing to, to yeah. you it scares you at first but uh, uh once it's done and over you're you're, you're feeling yeah. pretty good i must well, say. i've yet to catch a big fish like that in the kayak and so i wonder how it's going to be like you know pulling it in into the kayak from mm -hmm. that, but it's it's something that'd be fun trying fishing with the Michelob says we should plan a trip to norfolk sometime one of his favorite all-time places yep. best fishing experience of all time was there in beaver actually uh norfolk is a beautiful lake to fish, yeah. and it's got everything in it yeah yeah, me and him had a good trip a couple years ago on Beaver Lake also. I mean, we just, I think in three days we caught 12 different species of fish, you know, including striper. We caught walleye. We caught a, just a boat dock we were staying at. We caught so many crappie off that. I mean, big crappie too. We just kept throwing the head empty stalls. And you throw it down there and just bring it in and, you know, bam. And it could be a 11, 12, 13, 14 inch crappie. Or, you know, next cast could be a walleye. Next cast is a white bass. They were just all stacked up in there. I and, used to uh, I used to go down to uh, Mountain Home, Arkansas, and all the little towns around there pretty frequently. And all the convenience stores and tackle shops and gas stations, they all got great big old stripers on the wall where somebody yeah. had caught one and had yeah. it mounted. And they're giants. Oh, yeah. I mean, both those two lakes, I mean, any day you go out there, you can end up, you know, 40, 50 pound stripers possibility. Yep. I think, you know, Norfolk's got a little bit better numbers, but, you know, if you really want to catch chance at a upper 40, you know, 50 pound striper, I think Beaver's a better shot for that. Um, but either, either wrong, but do that, doesn't um, uh, Texoma have stripers too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. And my first stripe ever, real stripe ever caught was in Lake Whitney in Texas. Okay. I remember when I was, I don't know, I think maybe in junior high, something we hired a guy to there one day, me and my dad, and caught some stripers there. Yeah, I, uh, I've i ignored stripers for a long time. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why they're interested in me. They say they're There's a hell of a fight. You were a cat fisherman. That's how cat fishermen. I guess are. if it's got scales, as far as I'm concerned, you whack it up and make bait out of it. <laughs> but, well, but they say they're a cat fish nation, right? 
That's right. So you got the, you know, the big catfish, what's great, it's just like reeling in a freight train. I mean, they're just going to go. It's just a good, steady one. They'll make a few good runs. But them stripers, I mean, they hit. And, it, I mean, they're the runs angry. they make is just fabulous. Even the little wipers I used to catch, I remember how angry them fish used to be. They would just run and run and run. Now, Bob, oh, yeah. those, those fish, uh, when they're smaller, of course, I, as far as I'm concerned, all the smaller ones are better eaten than the bigger ones. Uh, but when they're smaller, they fight just as hard, but are they easier to catch? Are there more numbers of them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. More of the explorers. They, um, real quick. The, the, the runs they make is just amazing. And I'm sure a lot of people here, you know, have watched um, Justin Kaya Catfish's videos. And, you know, quite a few of them, he will inadvertently hook a striper. And just by the way that thing runs, right away, takes off. Pill and drag, he goes, oh, I got a striper, before he even sees the fish. I mean, there's a difference there, the way they fight. And it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's very addicting. Laura the Explorer has a question. She says, are ocean stripers different than freshwater stripers? Um... Not really, because they the all the ones in the freshwater, you know, are basically dry from those ocean ones. They just got landlocked. Mm -hmm. Then over time, you know, we states have you know bred them and so forth. But if you look at their heritage, they are the saltwater, you know, things. Cool. Just, same thing with landlocked salmon. They're they're the same yeah. species. They just happen to get locked in or stocked right. in. And that's pretty much it. So yeah. I find it amazing that a fish can can be a saltwater fish or a freshwater fish because so many of them cannot survive one or the other. And the ones that can seem to be great fish, you know, eaters yeah. or fighters or whatever right. you want. Because they're mean, all honorary fish and they're, you know, honorary fish are survivors. So <laughs> they make it happen. <laughs> That's right. I, I told Mark before and, uh, you know, I always wanted a salmon fish, and I never realized that you could go to the Great Lakes and catch them because mm -hmm. I wanted to go to Alaska and fish the Kenai River. But at this point, I'm thinking that it'd be a lot better for me just run up there with Mark crawling the boat then, and I would have to pay all that money to go to Alaska. There's so no boat involved, Lyle. It's all from the bank, buddy. Well, well, well me and, you know, Fish with Michelin, we've talked several times about taking two weeks, go up to Alaska, go gold mining, and then, you know, we when you need to break from gold mine and go hit the rivers and catch some salmon and stuff, that'd be yeah. a great trip. That yeah, does sound like a good trip. Yeah, the same. I would probably be doing the fishing and not so much of the gold mining, but that water looks awful cold. Yeah. Once you get a taste <laughs> of that little bit of that gold, Lyle, you might you, you, you might change your mind. Now, I do maybe. a 50 mix, fishing and detail. I mean, gold mining, that'd be fun. I know James used to do it. James Smith used to do a lot of gold detecting. Yeah. He's got a dredge and all kinds of stuff. Um, but Alaska, that's yeah. it, that's. I've done a lot of us in Georgia. Like my wedding ring here, that's all gold I found in Georgia. Panned wow. out of, Yah of Yahula Creek there. I'll be doing Georgia, yeah. Hey, Lyle, we got a couple people that came into the chat a little bit late. Let me say hello to them real quick. Sure. I want to make sure I say hello to Want to Be Outdoors. What's going on, Matt? I see hey, Texas Matt. Tiger in there. Uh, I see uh, I saw Brian B. Catfishing in here. I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss somebody else. People were rolling by here. Um, uh, if I miss anybody else, please forgive me. I'm kind of scrolling through this chat. Um, and I do... I, 
I do want to say, uh, and uh, Matt being here kind of reminded me of this. This is Memorial Day weekend. Thank a vet. It's about them mm -hmm. this weekend. So That's right. Guys, please do that. Joe Buck 66. I think I said hello to you. Uh, Brad Caudell, what's going on, Brad? How are you? And Chrissy Brown is in here. What's going on, Chrissy? Absolutely. Make sure we don't miss part of great people in chat. They're not, you know, everybody's, you know, chats and live streams and so forth. Such a great community. It is. It, it. it really is. Even Dockery. <laughs> and D and well, Dockery's got me watching those Archie lures now. And D's husband. He, oh, he does do a lot for them. And one over outdoors. What's going on, John? How are you? Thanks for the new subscription, uh, Brian. Ryan Bortz, we appreciate it. Be sure, you, be sure to like and share this. And if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that now. That will help us out to get uh, closer to the top of the page on some of these right. that people make. Get, we get the thumbs up going, too. Yep, absolutely. And hello to Dan's Creations and Adventures. What's going on, Dan? Hey, Dan. Anybody got any questions for me? I'll try to answer some questions. Yeah, now's a great time. If you guys have any questions for Bob, now is the time because who knows when uh, when you work the schedule he does when we can get him back. <laughs> but we got to get out one of these days, Bob, and go fishing. I'm, I'm, um, I would love to to uh, to go with you, or you go with me, and and either way, uh, yeah, we'll go out and catch a few and shoot the bull and just have a good time heck yeah right now i'm trying to get my lake and my boat on norfolk trying to get a boat slip there just that all oh, these here are just so hard to get into right now all these yeah. things up and i'm on waiting lists on table rock i'm waiting lists on beaver norfolk all these lakes and wow you know it's just it's hard i used to go down to fish some of them lakes but um at the time i was going and fishing table rock and stuff it always seemed it was so busy and I just thought it was busy. It wasn't near as busy as Lake Ozark. <laughs> no. It's crazy. I, I just, yeah. uh, I like to fish that lake, but um, the boat traffic in the summertime is pretty rough. And yeah, uh, I like fishing. It's like Lake of the Ozarks, you know, if you go certain parts of the lake in the summertime, it's nuts. You just got to go in the right spots. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And the further, the further west you go, I feel the better off you are as far as yeah. going away from some of that. From the Warsaw area up to the 50 mile mark or something. Mm -hmm. Ryan Ports wants to know when you're coming to Kentucky to catch a big blue with him. Who, me? Yeah, he's asking. He wants oh. you to come down and catch big blues with him. I'd love to come do that with him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thinking something. Every uh, seven on seven off schedule. Every other week, I'm off for a week. I'll definitely come out there. there you go. <laughs> Opinion Nation USA says, Bob, what is your favorite northern state to fish? Minnesota. I spent a lot of time going up because that's where Opinion Nation, you know, my cousin and Miklo, they both live in Minneapolis area. We spent, you know, a lot of trips up there fishing way up like Vermilion, you know, musky fishing up there. Uh, we went up to Crane Lake right there on the Ontario border into Ontario fishing up there, which I guess you can't do that now with all these restrictions. But we spent a lot of good time up there just catching a bunch of perch up there. So we last trip up there, we were fishing this cove, catching a bunch of pike, and you know we were chasing those, and we got this little school of those perchy I want to catch. Yeah, I want and, to. You know, I just I spent an hour just every time I put my jig down there catching a perch. <laughs> wow. 
And I remember Mike's like thinking, like, hey, let's go over this pot. I'm like, no, this is too much fun. And just was loading them up, perch after perch. And that's what I tell you. That's I'm a fisherman. I don't care. I mean, yeah. Put me on a big blue cat or put me on a school little perch. And you know, if you have the right tackle, every fish is fun. That's, you know? that's exactly right. Yeah, you know, it gets you a small little two thousand size spinning reel on an ultralight rod, four pound test line, and you know, a crappie will feel like you know, fight will be like catching a big catfish. That's exactly you right. gotta play them right, let the reel do its work, but it's just as fun. Yep, I agree. And that's why I said, you know, I I could just go twenty, you know, minutes away from my house, fifteen minutes and go shore fish for bluegill and I have just as much fun as spending a day on the river catfish. Love catching them. Some, some, something about a one thousand series reel and two pound test right. that kind of gets you going. Yeah. You, you, the hook into like a ten ounce or nine inch readier. Yeah. It's it's a good time. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Brand well, I, I bought a new spinning reel and I was using a four pound test line fishing that lake by me, trying to catch bluegill and you know crappie. And I hooked into something. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it was. I fought that thing for a long time. And it might have been, there's some big carp in there. Tom might have snagged carp. Who knows? But I kept getting it up and it was swirling. The water was too muddy that time. And Did you have I, a happen to have a crappie nibble on that jig? No. Nope. Carp will suck them up. I know that for a fact. I've caught a couple of them on four pounds. I was using a crappie magnet okay. on that one, but it was just, you know, just the with no, you know, nibble on it but man that, you know, that, there, fight, that fight was awesome you know you, know, you, you mentioned crappie magnet and there's a lot of like like the banjo minnow and all of them mm -hmm. fancy lures but that crappie yeah. magnet that's legit as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah i got a, a i got a whole 2600 size plano box and all it is is you know trout magnets and crappie magnets perfect i use the heck out of both of those good yeah. stuff Brian B. Catfishing wants to know what your secret bait is for Saturday. I know you're uh, competing in a competition this weekend, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's for Saturday morning, the Glizzy, Glizzy Masters. Yeah, I got a video, you know, showing what my secret formula is, and that'll be released probably on Monday. On Monday after That's the way to do it. <laughs> And, I, and I've, I said, well, if I get skunked, I probably won't release the video, but, you know, I'll probably still release it. It'll get views. <laughs> Maybe somebody will try it and work where they're at. Mr. We Gadget wants to know what your number one thing for looking for crappie is on a new lake. It really just depends what time of the year it is, you know. If 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 it's the spawn, you know, they're pretty predict predictable where they're going to be. Um, usually if I'm going to fish for crappie in the summertime, it's, it's going to be in the summertime because that's when I'm on the lakes more, you know, with my wife. And then it's just finding the right structure and the right depth. You know, any of those lakes we go is going to have some, you know, deep water coves with trees. And they'll be just, you know, in, in that area or any of the big bridge, bridge pylons. You just get near there and they'll be stacked up there. And usually, you know, the summertime will be right above that thermocline there, a little bit deeper water. Okay, good. Brad, if, if YouTube unsubscribed you, please subscribe again. Um, I don't know why they do that, but I know that it happens from time to time. So, mm -hmm. um, you guys, if, if for some reason you get unsubscribed from uh, Panfish Nation or any other channel and you notice it, just go ahead and subscribe again. Because I think that has to do with something about uh, whether you're active in the 
chat or whether you're active on the channel or watching videos or something. I'm not sure why they do it, but we need your subscription. So please go ahead if they unsubscribe you and, and sub again. Yeah, that's the important thing too, because like you know, you know, a lot of people's live streams they put you know links and stuff, and people sub them. But if you don't ever go watch one of their videos, you know, if there's no activity on their channel just besides you subbing them, then yeah, YouTube alone sub you after a certain amount of time. Yeah, so you need to watch. You, you need to watch, watch least, some of their content. You need yeah. to watch some of their content at least initially. Yeah. yeah. Fish Mac wants to know, Bob, what's the oldest coin you have ever found detecting? The oldest U.S. coin. I got a video on it on my channel, and it was an 1837 half dime. Found that with my nephew. Found that with my nephew Zach here in Central Missouri. Uh, the oldest actual coin was a Spanish real. I think it was 1783. I found that in uh, Nixon, Missouri, not too far from here. Really? Yep. Fell out of somebody's pocket somewhere. Now yep. it was pretty kind of. Private land where old tavern used to be, real close to where um, the soldiers went over the creek to. Um, gosh, what's that? I can't think of the name right now. The Battle of Springfield outside of Springfield down there, where that oh. National Park is. I can't think of the name of it either. You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of the name. Big battleground area. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was not too far from there. All I heard wow. was tavern and somebody dropped a coin. That happens all the time when you make <laughs> those two together. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, that's that's my oldest coin. That's one of the coolest ones I've found. Yeah, that's, uh, that had to have been lost during Civil War, didn't it? Probably so. Or before, yeah. I mean, that, that tavern, I think they said it dated back to, I don't know, 1820-something so or so. How far how far down was that coin? Just out of curiosity. That one was maybe only four inches down, but it was four in well, you know farmland, so they plow that up. Okay. That Don't tell sense. how many times you've been turned over. Yeah. That, fishing piece of property. There have been, I think, three rails found out of that piece of property. Wow. And one gold coin, one gold coin came out of there also. <laughs> so Two Stands Fishing wants to know, what's the basic tools for someone that wants to start metal detecting on a budget? Um, Don't go too cheap on the detector. That's the most important thing. If you get something, you know, like these Radio Shack ones or you see like in Walmart or something, they're just more trouble than they're worth. Mm -hmm. I mean, a good, decent detector that's going to, you know, actually make you feel like you got a shot at finding something. It's gonna probably run you me minimum four hundred dollars, maybe you know upper three hundreds. The one I used was was almost three thousand dollars. You know, it just oh wow, you know. So you ain't messing around, Bob, are you? you know, <laughs> but, but you know that video where I found that cool button. A lot of people have seen recently. That's a detector I use mainly for relicants. It's lightweight, and that detector is only seven hundred bucks. It's not a very you know as far as good quality ones. It's not that expensive. It's like yeah, any hobby. Okay. You can really, you can really get into it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tim wants to say, "Not okay." Pair of headphones. That's your biggest um, expense. The rest of stuff, you know, good hand shovel and stuff. It's just not much. But then, like that expensive detector, I've been using that same one since 2013. So it's you know, get a good piece of equipment that's gonna last you long. And you know, I've found enough stuff with that thing to pay it over. So it's you know. 
Now you you keep all the stuff that you you don't find it to resell, yeah. right? Right. The only stuff I've ever sold is just some gold rings. I spent a lot of time detecting like on Myrtle Beach and stuff, and I you know found quite a few gold rings and those I've sold or given away. The last gold ring I found was at El Chautauqua Camp up in Central Missouri, and showed my mom, and she says it fits me perfect. I'm like, well, it's yours, you know. Let her have it, and she loves it. Yeah, Tim oh. Molina wanted to know um, uh, what's your go-to metal detector. So I'm guess he's he's asking what the brand name well, is. One I use for most of my all my coin hunting and most of the stuff is a MyLab CTX 3030. And for relic hunting, I use the MyLab Equinox 600. So what's the difference in those two? Uh, just why would you use one for one and the other for the the other? Well, because. Yeah. The relic hunt where we're at, the stuff wasn't nearly as deep, and you don't have as much trash to really decipher the signals. And so I didn't need something as good. And you're hunting a cornfield with a lot of stalks and stuff and having a, a lighter machine, which that Equinox was. Uh, just I could swing all day. The coin hunt one I use is a lot heavier, but I've been using that series of detector. Like the CTX actually derived from a couple other ones that I've been using for so long that I just – know what it's telling me you know it's, it's a lot more than just a beep you know a lot of people think oh it's just it's gonna beep now there's a lot more to it with you know different tones and the way things sound and you learn your machine good it saves you a lot of trouble digging a lot of trash of course i still dig a lot of trash you know you, you never get away from that it's technically but, a transducer right is what you're listening to well it's you know it can recognize the different you know types of metals the um, conductivity of it and gives you different tones based on that. And then also on how deep and or what size the target is, it, you know, it's louder or softer and so forth. And, you know, you, you get to putting all that together and it's almost like hearing what's in the ground. You know, think of the Matrix movie, you know, you see all those little numbers falling down, but the guy mm -hmm. can look at it and see a picture. It's, it's kind of like that, you know, you use the machine good enough and you kind of know what it's telling you. Like if somebody picks up the machine I got and never used it before, They'll be like, oh, what's all these noises? And, you know, it's just. You figure it, out after time. Yeah, you just figure it out, you know, put time in. Just like time on the water, figure out the lake. It's time with your machine to figure out what it's telling you. Very cool. Yeah. Brad Codell says, what's the craziest thing you've ever found land fishing? Oh, gosh, man, that's hard to think. I mean, I did find this one. That's kind of funny. I found this little wooden thing that looked like a matchbox that had some metal in it. And I thought it was an old lighter. And so I kept it in my car for a couple of years. It was just, you know, keep a lot of junk in there how to find. And then somebody noticed it one day. They're like, why do you have this here? I'm like, I don't know. I just dug it up metal detected. It's old lighter. He goes, no, it's not. And he opened it up and a little tube on there. And turns out it's this little ceramic little thing. And you push it down in there where the weed is. And you're supposed to smoke it, I guess. <laughs> and it has stuff in there. I'm like, man, I'm glad I didn't get stopped by the police. Carrying it around in jail and didn't even know it. And I, how do you explain that to the police? Oh, I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know what it was, but they're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe that. <laughs> they're not going to believe you. So that was, yeah, and that sat in my car for at least two years, I bet. Wow. But we were doing all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff up and just. You just never know. There's a lot of stuff that I dig up. I'll never know what it is. 
And I'm sure the stuff I thought was trash that I threw away. And somebody said, why'd you throw that away? Because, you know, when it comes to Civil War relics, there's all kinds of metal in the ground. And we dig a lot of that up. And I found stuff and I thought it was trash. And a buddy from detecting club that I belong to would be like, oh, I didn't know you found one of these. I'm like, what is it? I don't know. So he wants to know if a metal detector is easier to read than a fish finder. Ah, <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> those fish finders are they're kind of hard. <laughs> I keep, you know, um, I know a lot of you know Journey Chow, and you know we keep trying to talk about getting together because he's so good with those hummingbirds. That's what I have he on is. my pontoon boat, and I'm like, you know, why don't we get out on the boat with me and kind of get that thing tuned in? So. I have found that every body of water that I could put my boat on, you got to start almost over because yeah. every body of water, the depth finders need to be adjusted from the last place you was at. Right. It's never the same. And today I can go to uh, Truman and set it mine up and a week go up there again and it'll either be mu more muddy or less mm -hmm. muddy so you got to readjust everything again there's no yeah. universal settings for depth finder is is was no, done there's, there's come up with these good quality uh finders you know there's been times i've been in the lake and i'm like oh man this thing is working so good and think i have it dialed in and go another time i'm like oh, did my transcript get and i know it didn't you know i know where it was and but yeah but it's it's hard for me to sit there and try to learn it that good because once I'm on the water, I just want to fish. Yeah, that's right. But mm -hmm. I, I like playing with them. We have a new guy, person. I won't say guy, a new person in chat. Opinion on Nation USA. Welcome. Says yeah, you got to get an MBA to read those fish finders. <laughs> that's right. It's, that's a cousin of yours, right, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. We're glad to yeah. have him in here. Yeah, he he was a. Uh, him and Mick, my cousin Miklo were best friends growing up, lived down the street from each other. And, you know, they were best friends. And I guess we all were since we were in diapers. And then, uh, you know, turns out, you know, he, his mom actually ended up moving, I mean, marrying to the family. So he's officially kin now to us and cousin. There you go. That works out really well. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. But yeah, he's both great guys and, we're working on a project right now. I won't going to talk too much about it because I don't know all the details, but we're going to kind of do a charity fishing event, uh, you know, live stream to YouTube. We're looking at some time in September. And as I get more details on that, we'll be, you know, sharing it out and hopefully getting y'all show and really promote it. But it's going to be pretty cool. Good deal. But uh, Penny Nation, Michael D, it was his idea. And he says, would something like this work? I'm like, heck yeah, it'll work. So we've been last few days kind of putting stuff to pen and paper and hashing out some ideas and working on stuff. And, but yeah, it's going to be pretty neat. Yeah. You know, we'll try to raise money for make wish foundation. That's a very good cause yeah. right there. Absolutely. Yeah. And if some kid part. wants to go fishing or metal detecting, you can help them that way too. I'm sure there's gotta be one that wants to do it. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, great hobbies and, but yeah, uh, we're we're looking forward to you know getting all the details and getting that going. I think it's going to be neat. Here's a pretty good analogy. Uh, TX Tiger says, "Think of a fish finder with different tones added on." There you go. <laughs> yeah, 
I know I've listened to you and watched you guys when I was watching the videos and and different tones. I don't know if you was actually holding the speaker or to the microphone or how that worked, but even somebody that's never done it before like I did could tell the difference in the tone. Now, I didn't yeah. know what they meant, right? but there's a difference. Um, using the same piece of equipment to find them, but you would hit one item and it would have a, a higher pitch tone than, than a, mm -hmm. the, another item that you had pitched. And it's easy to detect the difference, but like I say, a, a guy that knows what the difference is would know what to, and you would say, well, that's not a coin or that's a coin or that's not right. that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, um, it's trash or, you know, there's a lot of different things that I remember hearing about that, but it, that takes years of experience to learn that, right? Yeah, it, it does. You know, yeah. like that last uh, coin hunting video I put out with my nephew where he found that, you know, real expensive quarter, you know, one of the first coins I found in that video, I called him over. I said, this sounds like a, you know, deep silver coin. And, you know, if I didn't know that machine good, I never would know what that was. Right. But sure enough, it turned out to be an you know, old silver dime from the 1940s. That's all. But that's, that's where the experience comes in. I remember one of my favorite uh, videos that he was in uh, was a courthouse yard way mm -hmm. down south someplace. No, that was actually up north. That was in Nebraska. Oh, was it? Yeah, he's been in college. He just graduated, you know, a couple weeks ago, but he spent the last four years in Nebraska at college and made a lot of videos up there. Well, that was a very good one. But that courthouse there was uh, actually official Michelob. Michelob found that courthouse. And he kept saying we need to go there. And Zach really didn't want to go there. You know, he's like, I don't really like that town. I'm like, Let's just try it. So we tried it. So there's a group of us there. And I mean, it was just amazing. I don't know how many silver coins we pulled out of that thing. There's a lot. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was, we, we calculated just, you know, from that first couple of days we were there and it was like 40 something. And then I know Zach, after we left, you know, been back number of times. And I mean, it's not that huge of a yard, but I mean, it has to be at least 120, 140 silver coins pulled out of there. That's wow. crazy. One of the most, you know, epic spots that i've ever seen you know for numbers of coins because so many places are just you know been hunted over and over again it's hard to find a spot that's you know what they call virgin ground and yeah that one's just been amazing yeah that, that uh how hard is it to, to get permission to to go on some of the places <sighs> most of the places i hunt are public and i don't have to get permission uh, I mean, I mainly hunt parks and stuff. Now, if you see me hunt private properties, usually I'm with somebody that got permission. I just, I don't, I like the challenge of going to spots that have been hunted before, you know, and I don't really care to seek out permission. Yeah. Now, a lot of courthouses, you know, they got like lawns around them. They got little gazebos and stuff. And to me, that's public property. Now, there has been quite a few I've been in and there's that, you know, tell you you can't be hunting there and, you know, you just leave. Yeah. But. 95% of my hunting, you know, is on public ground. Cool. How do you pick your spots that you go? Just find the oldest, oldest park in the town. You know? Is that what okay. you do? Just yeah. look at like oldest structures and yeah. stuff, try to look back. Okay. Yep. And then, you know, like, yeah, they're pretty much, pretty much that if we'll go. Sometimes we'll go four or five day road tripping. Like we'll pick a state, you know, 
let's go road trip and you go through the smaller you know highways town to town and you hit that town and like okay usually the older park is closer towards the center of town unless it's you know on the river something like that sometimes the older park is along the river and you know of course with internet now it's easy to look up you mm -hmm. know dates and ages of stuff and um what about like more popular so, sites like bat like battlefields and stuff like that are they pretty much picked over or can you still find things almost like all battlefield sites are all off limits they're all oh, they are? national parks now and stuff and you get even caught with a detector in your car it could get confiscated even if you're not using it so yeah just stay away from those but you know wilson's creek battlefield that's the one here that's, you know, that's kind of one thinking of. but yeah kind of where wilson's creek was is where i was hunting for those where i found that old real coin but yeah you just you can't do the battlefields unless you're lucky enough to know a property owner that borders it then yeah then of course you gotta get you find out the owner, you know, ask permission. And that's one thing my nephew Zach is great at is finding, you know, property owners and asking permission. And I mean, he's been on some great stuff. And that's why he's got such great videos. I mean, he's got a great detecting channel, one of the one of the bigger ones. And um, but he's put the work to get the permission to find the properties to do so. There you go. Tim Molina wants to know if you ever hunt uh creeks and streams. I I, I don't, and I'd like to, because I've got a friend who does that and he's found all kinds of old coins, you know, finds a bunch of civil war bullets in some of the creeks. If it's, you know, a civil war area. And then, I mean, he even dug it, got a cannonball out of the Creek. So it's, it's definitely, you know, just how gold will kind of concentrate, you know, in certain parts of the river based on how the water's moving. <clears throat> uh, a lot of that old bullets and stuff in the civil war, the lead and stuff will concentrate in the same areas. So it's kind of neat. So if you got a gold mine, you can actually find some good spots for civil war relics in the creeks. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> if you're looking good, you could be finding arrowheads and all that kind of stuff like that. Mr. Gannon, fishing pole then. So it's like, how do I hold a detector one hand and a fishing pole the other? It doesn't work too well. Maybe if you put some eyes on the shaft of your yeah pool because i want to do two things at once and you can't <laughs> mr gadget says new show on the way detector nation yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, just go to fins and finds you get it both there that's exactly mm -hmm. right and and you know um there's there's a lot of metal detecting stuff on online i don't know how we got so far off track but it's a it's a huge uh fun bunch of videos to watch yeah. if you guys ever yeah. get started you get hooked on it i yeah. promise it's it is it's um it's it as is. addictive as fishing it, it is and I, you know very few people you talk to you know will just scoff at it i mean everybody seems to be interested they may never pick up a detector or go but you know if they see something or see somebody doing it they're going to wonder what that person's finding that's exactly yeah. right yeah there's also that thrill of or the thought of finding treasure somewhere too that really yeah. gets people going yeah yeah i'm thinking treasure is enough money for me to go try a chocolate shake at the dq <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just it's you know to me it's just like the thrill of the hunt and then it's, it's same way with fishing you know you get yeah. the water you're hunting the fish it's the thrill that's of the what hunt. yeah that's a great analogy because yeah. you are hunting fish right you really are you got to put your you know you got to Use your brain. You got to put yourself where you think the fish is going to be, and you know. But 
at least the hard part with fish is they could be there, but they may not want to bite. You can't control that. That's right. Mm -hmm. You can't. But then, you know, the, I keep telling, like, Mike and stuff on the detecting side. I'm like, it gets harder and harder because people are, especially the public spots, you know, that stuff doesn't replenish itself. At least the fish no. reproduce, you know. So I could go fish the same lake, the same spot day after day, year after year, and there's still going to be fish there. It's also a window back in the history of some sorts, yeah. too. I mean, when you're getting those Spanish coins or the oldest American oh, coins I, and I stuff. Feel that's amazing. Yeah. Or I, I think, think it is. It's, it's neat, you know, and I love, you know, I mainly, you know, coin hunt stuff, but find the Civil War relics and stuff, especially where we're at in Missouri that, you know, got plenty of stuff here. I mean, not like a lot. Have you ever been to like Phelps Grove Park in Springfield? No. Okay. I mean, I've dug, I don't know, at least 30, 40 bullets from the Civil War out of that park alone. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know uh, back in the early 1990s, we built a house just south of Town there, mm -hmm. up on the hill. Yeah. And um, one day, for some reason, the kids were out playing in the road, and I walked across, and in the ditch, I found a cannonball. Mm -hmm. across, it was on a gravel road at the time, and I was blown away with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just laying there. And how long he'd been there, who knows? Right. Uh, whether it was left from the Civil War, or somebody tossed out of their car going down the road, I have no idea. But I mean, uh, that area there, you know, probably, you know, Civil War. Yeah, that's what I, that, I think. You know, the old wire road kind of goes down that way, and they've traveled that from, you know, Pea Ridge, Arkansas, where that big battle, all the way up to Battle Springfield, and follow that all the way up into St. Louis. Yeah. And um, just uh, you go anywhere along there, you've got a chance to find stuff. Yeah, that's that's it's just wild, but uh, you know, I just I find it interesting. I, I really do, and and um, uh, like I say, I've watched a lot of videos, a lot of your videos, and some of the other guys. There are some other people around our area that that has pretty good ones, and and some of the people that are on the uh, channels that you frequent mm -hmm. uh, are not from around here, but they still yep. are. In contact and have great videos too right yeah yeah and a lot of those guys i know there's a group of guys i watched called the hoover boys they got awesome videos they're up you know in the northeast and uh you know they'll they got fishing videos too they like to yeah. fish up there and hey. you know, so i'm watching their detective videos and i'm watching their fishing videos kind of works out yeah yeah actually i fish i fish with a guy who uh I think his channel is like Detecting Chicago or something. He got started and he got a lot of followers using Detecting and he kind of branched out into fishing. Mm -hmm. So he's doing the same thing. It's, it, it is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, the same kind of idea. Opinion Nation USA says, Bob, with all of your hobbies, how do you find time for your family? <laughs> I always make time for the family and he knows that too. Yeah. Because it's, you know, just like, okay, the, Talking about, you know, this week in the Glizzy Masters, you know, signed up to do that with, you know, Has Life show coming up. And um, I thought I'd be fishing probably like those are actually doing some river fishing, you know, where I'm familiar with the catfish. But my wife has a soccer tournament in St. Louis that weekend. And it's just kind of a deal. It's like if I'm off and she's out of town, I'm, I'm her chauffeur. I'm going no matter what. So, you know, I won't have access to a boat or a kayak, but I'm going to find a place to shore fish somewhere in the St. Louis area. For the tournament, It'd be a spot I'm not familiar with. I'm at a disadvantage, but I don't care. It's just I'm not going to give up what I feel is my duty to take care of my wife. 
There you so, go. And she's told That's me, she says, she says, I'll go alone. You can stay here and, you know, fish your tournament. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I've made a commitment to her to be her chauffeur on those, you know, out of town trips. And I'm not, I'm not going to give that up. Trust me. I know the yeah. chauffeur dirty. I do it well. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, that tournament's going to be five hours. You know, she's going to be in St. Louis for three days and I'm not going to give up that whole weekend with her for five hours of fishing. I could find a place to fish in St. Louis. There's places everywhere. There is. There is. And that's going to be fun. Hope everybody, you know, on here could tune into that. That's going to be a. Tell us about fun. your um, Glizzy Masters, how that's going to play out. How many of you is going to be in that? And uh, can you can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, it's basically going to be uh, eight of us fishing against each other, you know, and we're just going to stream it through Has Life's channel. So mm -hmm. you know, kind of fish where you're at. I know we've got a few people like in Washington, D.C. area. I'll be in Missouri. Um, I think we've got a couple people in New Mexico. One of the New Mexico anglers is going to be there. And, uh, you know, the whole premise of it is to use glizzies or hot dogs, you know, sausage type thing. But we can't use other bait. But if you do catch it on a sausage hot dog type deal, your fish you catch count double. counts as two fish and double the weight. Oh. If you use, use non-glizzy non -glizzy and non-fish bait, your fish counts as one fish in whatever the weight of the fish is. But if you decide to use, like, you know, fish bait, shad, bluegill, that kind of so forth, then every fish is basically half. They're is it just catfish or is it weight. No, we're, we're catfish. We're just yeah, catfish. Okay. That's where I was at, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just for, you know, catfishing. And, and we'll be fishing, I guess, it's five hours um nine to two eastern time and then afterwards the ones who want to participate including me will be doing a hot dog eating contest also oh really <laughs> so, yeah so it's gonna be the whoever eat hot dogs the fastest i don't oh, eat wow. them very fast but i can eat a lot of them yeah <laughs> stan says yeah he says you all are talking to the glizzy master right here from the james room Right. So I'm I'm thinking the trash talking. Uh, we, we got our old face group uh, message board going on, you know. And yeah, it's for the last two weeks. There's been, you know, Smack a lot talk, of fun yeah. trash talking going. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to get skunked, but I don't care if I win or not. But I can tell you what, this whole experience so far has been a blast. There you go. That's, you that's what you do it for. Yeah, and you know, and we haven't even got started yet. I mean, I know Saturday's yeah. gonna be. Oh. Super fun. Welcome you know, we used to use hot dogs all the time when we were kids, man. Like you would yeah. know, we used to. That was a go-to bait. I remember mom yelling at me because she's trying to have a barbecue and we're stealing all the hot dogs from her before she gets up in the morning. So, when I was Frank from Twisted Fish and TV, a glizzy is a hot dog. That's a DC term, I believe, yeah, right? Yeah. When I was a kid, I used hot dogs some, and we'd use bacon as bait too a lot. Oh yeah, but you know, ever since then, <laughs> I haven't even touched a hot dog for bait. So. You know, so yeah, I did my first live stream yesterday. I fished a couple hours there at a local lake, and I didn't catch a thing on it. No, got a couple Dan's of creation. Dan's creation and adventure says I already made the hot dog for the Golden Wiener Trophy for the hot dog tournament. Awesome, Dan. Yeah, Dan's making a trophy. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And if, if, if you haven't seen Dan's work, I mean, you need to check it out. Check out his channel. He does some amazing work. 
He does. I've seen some uh, of them. Hopefully somebody posted his link in you know chat and just go see what he does. And yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Yeah, if somebody would post up Dan's link, uh, he really does some amazing stuff. I've seen some stuff that he done for for streamers and live yeah. shows and, and YouTube guys, and it, it really is amazing. He did a nice so, one for hooks and hammocks. That yeah, was yes, he did. Yeah. He had a little giveaway doing the live show, him making a big giant hook also, you know, and I think uh, Sharina won that one, if I remember right. Here's an invite for you, Bob. Anytime you can get out here, Stan 3 and I will get you on some blues. That's from Heck Stan yeah. 2. That'd be a good trip. I need to get out. I'll go, yeah, go fish blues out that way. Go hit with Ryan and hit Stan. Yeah. Yep, Absolutely. I mean, there's so many great people I've met, you know, online in these chats and so forth. And now I'm friends with them on Facebook and watch all their pictures and see them all. And yeah, I need to get out there. I'm hoping a lot of y'all are going to be at Capris Conference too, because I'm planning to go to the next one. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to try. Yeah. So get to meet a lot of y'all person there. Stephen Corley, welcome. Hey, Stephen. But yeah, any, any more panfish questions? I know this is Panfish Nation, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got off on a different line tonight, but that's okay. It happens in time to time. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, there's so much crossover in fishing, you know, so it, it doesn't matter what we talk about. I just don't Fishing's want to go out get too far off topic, but I, I, I'll talk about anything, you know. It doesn't yeah, matter. absolutely. Just don't talk about farms and stuff. I get enough of that. I don't need that. <laughs> you know, I got this pain in my back, Bob. What do you, can you recommend? Or when you talk to your local pharmacist. <laughs> Bob brings all the fun topics. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, and that's what it is. It's just like no difference than if you're sitting around a group of people, you know, on a fishing trip at a campfire. How many different topics are going to come up, you know? You're going to talk about fishing and talk about this and that, and that's the way that some of these conversations go, and that's what's cool about it. I'll tell you what. We sat around a couple of tables up at that motel, and out in the parking lot, if it wasn't raining, yeah, you know, we was in Wisconsin, and uh, we had a common gold topic. Mm -hmm. James Dockery, <laughs> he, he was the common topic. He deserved it all too. Uh, I'm not gonna say much about Dockery. He might get on me. <laughs> He'll be on you like he is me on your ankle. I've I've gotten I've gotten the emojis, you know, and. Facebook Messenger from him, so. <laughs> well, it includes those, but it includes some other ones I can't, you know. That's not with. the one that I send him all the time. No. I promise you it's not. I sent him that right before we got in here, apparently. Yeah, this on Facebook, and also I see a message from Dr. Open up. I'm like, okay. He's still in chat, believe it or not. Oh, I'm surprised I know he is. he's not in bed. <laughs> <laughs> We love old James, man. I know we do. As much as you know, uh, speak for yourself. He's he's a good guy. This what makes it fun, you know. You can be oh, yeah. everybody. If you can't do that, then I gotta tell you, I can say whatever I want about him, and so can everybody else. The man puts fish on the board. I mean, well, 50, 60 a day sometimes. Yeah, he does. 
yeah. the numbers, maybe not the size, but he definitely does the numbers. Definitely I does. Agree he you, catches some pretty good ones that people don't know about here recently. Oh, I can imagine. But yeah, I get a I picture mean, every once in a while of a of a fifteen inch crappie that he don't tell anybody about, and that's okay. Well, I, I'll tell you what, you know, we like to give him, you know, crap, but the guy knows what he's doing. That's right. He, he sure definitely knows what he's doing, especially when it comes to panfish. I mean, and here's the other thing. And I know this is supposed to be a show with you, but James Dockery has been teaching classes this week again. Right. Uh, yeah, I've seen his pictures he, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he teaches a lot of classes, and he does a lot of things him and Katie do for kids. Right. And, uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I've, I, you know, I he love pictures. his fish pictures. I know he's doing a lot of great service up yeah. you know, where he's at. And, yep. you know, the state of Missouri needs people like that. And every state needs every, people like that. Every, every, yeah, you're right. They do. They do. And, um, yeah. So anybody else had any questions for Bob while we have him on here? <laughs> Chad says, "Don't, don't judge Dockery because he catches fish relevant to his size." <laughs> uh, Dockery yeah. is pretty. Well, that, that must be the Chad, not the Chad. Yeah, the Chad. Yeah. Okay, because polar bear is <laughs> the Chad. It's yeah. Mister D. <laughs> Mr. D. Like Mr. That. D. Oh, Bob, it's been a blast having you well, on. Here thanks for having me on here. This has been oh, fun. it's been a lot and of fun. Said, we do need to get it, go fishing together sometime. We do. We need to yes, get that, make absolutely. that happen this summer sometime. And, uh, and I know uh, Mark wants to check out Missouri, you know, sometime. Absolutely. So yeah. He comes down, we'll get him on the lake too. Absolutely. We can get him on a lot of here. great other people in Missouri that I, you know, around here that I like to fish with. And like I said, just, just getting the schedule together. We'll do it because I do, I do have a lot of time off. And you know, Tim, we posted a bunch of those pictures. Has been posted up. Um, I'll see if I got any more and uh, and and post some more. Dockery and I set actually sat on the front of the boat and put Katie and Cindy in the back of the boat where we fishing off of the rod rack. That's where they was at. And him and I just sat up front, and, and I never shoved him in the water one time. I, I never, you know, we had a really fun time mm -hmm. on the front of that boat while the girls, the, the object was to let the girls catch the fish. And Katie kind of dominated that. They was all on her side of the boat. And there's days that it doesn't matter who you are or what side of the boat you are, one side of the boat catches more fish. And yeah. if you've ever been fishing with another person, you know how that works. And, um, this the trip was was Katie's. I mean, they was didn't matter where side where she was at. It was her, she was the one catching the majority of the fish, and, and she had a blast doing it. And we're glad that she did. Right. But we got to give the big fish to James, man. It's twenty seven pound channel cat. And yeah, I mean that is a big channel cat. It is. You know, we see so many people talking about these big, you know, blues and flatheads and stuff because that's what people target more. But you know, when you talk about channel catfish, twenty seven pounds. That yeah, is a, a monster. Well, it's almost a thing of the past in our area, Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just, it just about is. But yeah, right. But that's a giant fish, and we had a wonderful time. But I, I, I think most of the pictures and stuff have been. I, I know I've got a couple things here that I'm kind of saving back, but, um, but yeah, it. Uh, we had a ball sitting on the front of the boat, and and I'm sure if it had been Bob or Mark or or Chad or anybody else on the front of the boat, but it was James and. And uh, him and I had kind of been planning this and, and uh, let the girls catch the most 
catch as many fish mm -hmm. as they wanted to. And and we didn't have as, as much room, so I could easily knock him off out of one time. I might even just pick <laughs> him up by his heels and held him by his ankles and dunked him in the water a couple of times. But I was afraid I'd hurt my shoulder, then I'm just getting it healed up. So I didn't want to. should have called me. I'd have come and done it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> that makes for fun. Yeah, I wish I'd made that trip. I mean, y'all had a blast. We did, and and we'll be doing it next year. So everybody, pay attention. We'll be posting it up on here, and we're probably gonna keep the uh, Mendota trip uh, Facebook page going, and all the upgrades and updates and all the stuff will be here and there. So uh, we'll get well, ready to go, and maybe Bob, maybe we can uh, yeah get you up there for the next. Well, one. I'm glad Mark went live as much as he did because you know I spent a lot of time watching his live stream and oh, kind of made me feel like I was home there for a little bit. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. There wasn't much going live with uh, with us. Um, there's too much not safe for live streaming. We never yeah. we never shut up on that boat. <laughs> it wasn't James and I. It was. It was Cindy and Katie, but mostly James and I. I, I got to say, they can say what they want about, they were about talking women talking. There was nobody that talked any more than James Dockery. And me. They were talking about Chad, and they didn't want to hurt his feelings, so they didn't go live. <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, that's, that's the video archive that never goes away then. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, listen, Bob, thanks again for thank being you, on Bob. the show. Well, thank Mark, you. We I really appreciate the invite. I had a you great did. time. And, well, I'm glad you, you did. Know, and uh, Keep it out for more lives coming from me soon, hopefully, and more videos. And you I know, hope so. Hope I so. got that bell rung. Awesome. Keep the, thank you. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. If somebody hasn't already, please please put uh, Bob's link up to the – He's been posting it. Please okay. put Bob's link in okay. there. Thank you, D. We appreciate Yeah, thank it. you. But, uh, yeah, and, and watch for his uh, – his metal detecting shows, I promise you. And his fishing good. videos. They are they are outstanding, and the fishing videos are good. Uh, but the metal detecting is something just off the beat pad. Most people that fish might think, well, I'm not interested in that. But if you ever watch Bob do it, you'll be you'll you'll understand what I'm saying because he does yeah. a really good job with them. I appreciate that. Mark. Okay, real quick, let me say a couple of things. This Monday. We have Catfish Weekly with Hooks and Hammocks, correct? That's correct. Chris and Tally. I'm going to have Josh from the Weekend Angler on the Catfish and Crappie Show directly after that. Awesome. Also, ditch Pickler. The Ditch Pickler. He's going to be on my show. Has a great channel. Next week on the Bait Shop, I don't know what's going on, but we know it's going to be the Bait Shop. I imagine we're going to answer for some of what happened tonight, next Thursday. <laughs> And we have Fish Smack on next Thursday night and the regular suspects. We got Stan on Friday night, I believe. Um, we got Mr. Greenwell on Saturday. Sunday, we got Palmetto and Avid. Uh, Tuesday, we got Roger, Patriot James on Thursday. Wednesday, yep. Wednesday, I'm sorry. And uh, Friday, back to Stan. So it's the same thing. Yep. Also, Don't guys, forget, it is. Uh, Kelly Bullock shows on Tuesdays now at 5 o'clock. Yeah, That's early. True. Yeah. Kelly Bullock's, yep, early. He's what's in your tackle box. Um, yeah, doing good. And remember, folks, and if you're out there and you're a veteran, thank you for your service. If you know anybody who's lost their 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 lives in the in the line of duty, mm -hmm. this is the weekend to to be grateful and think about them and maybe right. even have a moment. That is correct. Silence, so. don't, don't forget the reason we have this holiday. Mm -hmm. Be safe on the water, people. It's a crazy weekend to be out. It is. And by the way, I'm going to be in Kansas City, providing the doctor doesn't shut me down tomorrow when I go have my leg checked. 
be helping the All-American Catfish up there this weekend. They're having a tournament. We're not going to fish it, but we are going to go up there and support them. Uh, should be a great tournament on uh, the Call River and the uh, Missouri River. So uh, he done a, a, a live feed tonight, this afternoon, and uh, the water's coming up, but it's still safe to go, so it's good to go for Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning. So uh, hope to see yeah. some people there then. Until then, we'll see you next week. Yep, Fish Nation. Sounds good. Bye, y'all. Have a great Appreciate weekend, it. everybody. Bye-bye.